Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi everyone, Taylor here. You know at our podcast, we were wanting to center the perspectives of people who look like us and women as well as marginalized people who have been historically pushed to the sideline of conversations. So if you haven't already, we welcome you to engage through our Instagram or Facebook page by leaving a comment or simply support us by subscribe our podcast from Acast, Apple, Spotify and Google. It will make a huge differences to increase our visibility and centering the conversations we have from our pod. Enjoy today's episode. Hey y'all, this is Jessie. Hi, this is Helen. And we are Asian bitches down under. Yay. So um, the biggest news this week that came as a shock to me is um, the the news of Bill Gates and Melinda Gates having Mm -hmm. filed for divorce. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I felt it was really shocking just because like I had this fantasy in my head that they seem like such a perfect couple because, you know, on the outside they've done so many great things publicly. They're like such a power couple. And in my head, power couples are unbreakable. Oh, okay. But Helen, what did you, What about you? What, so you what have did... a certain image about a perfect marriage. Oh, yeah, so... totally. Okay, yeah. okay. I just think, like, they seemed like such a put-together couple, mm-hmm. you know? Because they have power, wealth, yeah. and wealth, just, exactly. like they have everything They're white. control. They're white. <laughs> yeah, they're white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just seem like... Undestructible. What... Yeah, yeah. It's just like, to me, it was almost like Michelle Obama and Barack Obama divorcing. Oh, They just okay. have such a great... Um, like, I'm sure if Michelle and Obama divorce... For me, it's like, oh, yeah, I saw that coming. Probably because, like, they perform a good marriage so well. And so I thought that Melinda and Bill performed such a good marriage. Okay, okay. What about you? Because when you texted me a couple of days ago, like, you were saying that, oh, my God, you know, Bill Gates and <laughs> divorced or something like that. Well, I wasn't that shocked, to be honest, I think. Yeah, why That's that? because, firstly, they are so wealthy. They mm. still have... A lot of problems, I think, because they're human after all. You yeah, know, I, I do get a sense of yeah. feeling that because the man that I've hanged around with, like apart from my husband that I know, uh, men who are in tech industry mm. tends to be, I don't want to use the word dumb, but they're just very, they're still very conservative. I'm stereotyping now, of course, but mm. I feel like they are so devoted and concentrated in their work they don't really see the bigger picture of say family the value of woman things like that and from what i'm hearing the couple the last couple of days like from little tabloids things like that you know they they have a charity but melinda has gates foundation yeah they melinda has been putting more of a time into that charity compared to Bill Gates, mm. but he gets mm. the most of the attention. Really? He gets the most of the attention because he's the founder of Microsoft, even though that Melinda mm. is like a backbone of his life. Um, yeah, exactly. I think they were um, news coming out saying that Melinda had spoke a couple of years ago saying that she felt invisible, she felt oh. unseen, and she's always in the shadow of Bill. Yeah, totally. I never want to be married to a big, massive guy. Yeah. My ambition is too big for any man uh-huh. to yeah. suppress. 
Like they they had events, um, you know, for their charity or even for Microsoft. If if there's events happening, they always ask Bill to speak at the events, and reporters right. always question Bill, and she's always yeah. been Bill Gates' wife. So yeah. she feel invisible, and then there was a there was like this little tabloid that I heard um, on the one of the Tiny's yeah. show back in twenty twelve. Melinda had asked to write like this annual announcement letter for their charity foundation, mm. but Bill refused. He says, "Oh, I'll just take control of it. You you don't need to write it." So she mm. had to fight mm. for it until twenty fourteen that they eventually write the letter jointly, as in they had to write it wow. together. So he's yeah. he he's like taking the power and just not letting her to be in the spotlight. I think it becomes yeah. like a competition. I think it's very unhealthy when you become a competition within a couple. Yeah, and yeah. when you're not appreciating your what your partner's been doing, especially both yeah. of them have been putting into so much efforts into it, but the world has continued to evolve around Bill Gates rather than. Melinda, yeah, you know. Can so, I just say, mm. I love that Melinda Gates is. Uh, she must be. I don't know what she's going through right now, but I mm. think that I find her very inspiring for like deciding that at the age of fifty six, she's just she's fifty six. Yep. Um, that she's not going to put up with a life of invisibility. That she knew that she had like a good 40, 50 years ahead of her. That that and that um, she was just saying a big no to being in a marriage where she felt unseen and unloved. Yeah, exactly. Like, I wish more women did that. That's very true. And, and I, you know, like, a lot of women can't do that because of a myriad of reasons, poverty, financial circumstance, cultural mm-hmm. circumstance. Yeah. For Melinda Gates to be able to step out of this marriage um, intact and still stand on her own feet is, you know, a sign of her privilege. Good on her for doing yeah. that. Um, Just think about the wealth yeah. that she's going to... You know, it's half of oh the wealth that she's well, going to walk away. Really? Yeah. I think they're still working with their lawyers how to finalize the divorce and the asset settlement. But she will be rich as well, you know. There's, there's no well, question about that. I didn't think that. of that. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. So they've been married for 27 years. years. Now, Helen, how long have you been married? Uh, <laughs> long pause. I can't even remember. Uh, 18 years. Coming to 18 years, I think. That's fucked up. No, tw- uh, seven, 17 years. Yeah, 17 years. Yeah. Wow. That's a long, long time. Yeah, it's a very long time. But I, I haven't even been makes... alive for 18 years. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I don't think marriage, everyone have a different concept of marriage. It doesn't mean that when, once you get in married that you'll be constrained in certain stuff. But a lot of people have a certain perception about marriage, that marriage is supposed yeah. to be only one type. And I think that's the problem with a lot of men as well. They are assuming that once you get married, women should be taking all the fucking housework, raise kids, mm. have kids, care for their husband. And I, I do believe that probably Bill Gates has that kind of idea around marriage because mm. you learn from mm. your parents. You know, the past generations of women who got who gets married is that that you they they really just become like a shadow. You know, yeah. and they do all the shits around the house. They pick up all the things that no one does around the home. Yeah. What's really funny is in the last day or so, um, uh, there has been rumors that um, uh, Bill Gates was involved with another woman. Mm-hmm. This Chinese social media, um, this Chinese, who is she? An entrepreneur maybe called like oh, okay. Shelly Wang. She's 36 years old 
and she's a woman who's worked for their foundation since 2015 but she has denied the allegations uh, um it's always but, uh, like an affair you know sometimes yeah. people just had to dig out something like that <laughs> yeah of course they may yeah. they want to make it salacious this is like mm-hmm. a very big big divorce Mm-hmm. Like Jeff mm-hmm. Bezos and um, Scott, Mackenzie Scott in 2019, another yeah. billionaire couple who divorced. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess, yeah, you're right, Helen. Like um, money doesn't make everything right. Probably Definitely. makes you more assholey. Yes. You think, if you ask yes. me, I think so. Too. Yeah, yeah. Because like once, once you get more money, you get more power, power. and then when you get more power, you become an asshole, basically. <laughs> Yes. And that is Jesse Two's trajectory of life, <laughs> or like Jesse Two's um, structure of how she sees the world. Power <laughs> equals assholeness. Yeah, I think like unless they're doing really really good things for the world. Yeah, I mean I'm not saying that Bill Gates and Melinda Gates hasn't done good things in the world, but when you have so much money, it's yeah, just, it's unethical, honestly. Yeah, that's exactly what Andrew thinks. Yeah. Yeah, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you, you, and Andrew. Sometimes I think you guys think really alike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he just thinks it's like disgusting somehow mm-hmm. how much wealth some people have. Yeah. Whereas, like for me, I'm like, yeah, give it to me, give it to me. <laughs> oh, where, seriously. Where this leads to something that I started listening last night when I was doing the laundry. I tend to do housework, but then at the same time, I need to listen to podcasts so my job mm. doesn't feel so bored. Um, Invisibilia, it was a podcast on NPR. Oh, yeah. They had yeah, a great. brilliant episode about black people in Vermont, in US, uh, started a list demanding, I don't think it's demanding, but it's more like requesting white people to pay them. Because mm. of the generation of discrimination, exactly. injustice yeah. I love that. that had led love to that. a lot of black community and black people into poverty or just less uh, equality in their life financially that they demand. Mm. I don't want to use the word demand, but they just put a list of their name out and, uh, and told the white people um, in their community. Apparently, Vermont is a very white, whitest oh, it's place super white. Yeah, yeah. in US to pay them, you know. And there was a letter that was written out saying that if you something like if you can pay fifty, what about five hundred? You know how much mm. could you give to black yeah. people? And yeah, yeah. I think that was a brilliant idea, which some people might consider that it's a very radical left uh, movement. Yeah. But honestly, yeah. think about it. Like for our listeners, you think about how unethical that some people that are just so wealthy that they don't have to worry about for next you know generations after generations yeah whereas some people they cannot live beyond tomorrow yeah exactly yeah i know that's why army hammer is a cunt (laughs) (laughs) yeah did you know that he's like born from excruciating wealth i had no idea Mm. Disgusting. Anyway, yeah, that's why he eats women, um, like literally. Um, so um, uh, Mil- what's fascinating about Melinda Gates uh, is that she was like super smart. So like she graduated valedictorian, which is like the smartest person in her class in mm-hmm. um, 
1982, and then she went on to study computer science at Duke University, which is an Ivy League university. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she, so she's like super fucking smart in her own right, which, which is like often the case when it comes to the wives of very famous men. They're just mm-hmm. like fucking, like these men love super smart women, and then they like trample on them. You know, they repress oh, them. Yeah, you know? yeah. And 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 Melinda um dated started dating. Bill, when she was 23, they met at a trade fair in New York and then mm-hmm. they they got married um, seven years later. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when she was 30. Nine years. I think they, they're. Oh, really? Nine oh, years okay. Yeah. And they have. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and they have three kids who I know nothing about. Yeah, Melinda Gates. I can't wait to see what she ends up doing because I know Mackenzie Scott is now like a really well-respected philanthropist in her own right now. Mm-hmm. Um, she did a lot of stuff during COVID, you know, donations and stuff. Um, but mm-hmm. Melinda Gates, yeah, I all power we'll to wait her. Wait and see. Yeah. yeah, wait and see what that woman we'll does. Wait and see. see, once women get money, they do charity stuff. What the fuck does the man do? Uh, spend it on hookers. <laughs> That's just what men do. Money. They just make more money. They just become more greedy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think if I had like heaps and heaps of money, as in like billions, I would love to just like build houses for riders. I'd like oh, set up yeah. like a house, like a series of homes uh, in like mm-hmm. obscure places, like in in the middle of Tasmania or like in the middle of um, Northern Territory, and then like in the uh, in somewhere in Maine in the United States, like scattered all around the world, and then like have like riders retreats for like black or trans or women of color like any men, yeah yeah people just to go there and then i'll pay for their food their mm-hmm. shelter everything and then they just get their get to write you know for a month mm. a good solid month you know that's, that's what nice. i would do if i had like a billion dollars yeah that sounds nice i'll be the first <laughs> oh yeah totally and i'll like i'll i'll i bags looking after your daughter because i fucking love her <laughs> Although I probably will be driven insane by her after an hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so let's jump into our main topic today. Yeah. Which is something that Jess dreads of. <laughs> yeah, because Helen just gets so freaking angry about it. Yeah, I, so, I get so worked, worked up. I, uh, so today we're going to talk about parenthood, like in conjunction of Mother's Day. Mother's shit. Day, which is on Sunday, guys. Yeah. So in the recent study slash survey by CIA about birth rate of Asian uh, countries, it's actually mm. applied to all over the world. But the news has come out uh, at the end of April indicating that the birth rate in Taiwan has dra- drastically decreased in the past year. Media, key opinion leaders and also commentators in Taiwan have ca- all came out and discussed the reasons of decrease of uh, birth rate. It has been like a continuous argument between many people, like between the young and older generation, between the feminist, female and misogynist male, between wealthy and not so wealthy people. So from an article, Big News Network, um, I'm quoting here, According to CIA statistics, Taiwan ranks first in the country with the lowest fertility rate in 2021. With 1.07 births per woman, South Korea, Singapore, Macau and Hong Kong occupying the top five low fertility rates, indicating mm. that these countries and regions are facing a crisis of low birth. According to statistics from uh, Taiwan Ministry of the Interior, the number of newborns in Taiwan last year was only 165,249, 
a mm. new record low, and the number of deaths exceeds the number of births for the first time. Wow. Yeah. So he also said that the study found that the fertility and birth rates in developed countries are generally much lower because women know about birth control and usually choose occupations before become mothers. Many women in Taiwan have to go to work、uh, during the day and have to deal with housework when they go home at night. This is one、mm. of the reasons why it is difficult to increase the number of births in general. It's funny enough that one of the biggest argument about having kids in Taiwan is that、mm. you should have a financial stability before having kids. So、yeah. if you're in a couple situation,、mm. um, people want to have financial stability, like having a house or have appropriate income to have、mm. a certain lifestyle before that you have kids. But like, what is considered financially stable, and what determine what is financial stability? Well, you know, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. What do you think? Oh, everyone's version is different. I think. Yeah. Yeah, like everyone's version of um stable is different, and I think、mm. parents try their best to make ends meet. I guess. Yes. Why I want to talk about this is because one of the、uh, podcaster in Taiwan, bilingual, bilingual news, they have one of their editor as a, like a side co-host as well. She's、mm. she's relatively young. She's like twenty one or twenty two. And when this news came out, she kind of give a piece of her opinion as well. Um, she was saying that oh, if you she doesn't agree with a lot of key opinion leaders saying that there is the way of having kids if you're wealthy and there's a way to have kids if you're not so wealthy. Yeah. And her argument is that you shouldn't think like that because if you don't have money, you shouldn't have kids. So mm, it's mm.、Um, a lot of people argued with her, but of course she doesn't respond, in the sense that it shouldn't be a barrier. For you to have kids, because、mm. what we go back to what we were just saying that who determines how much is enough? Yeah, she she was ta- speaking from like a life experience as a child of herself, not because as a parent herself she's not a parent yet,、mm. but as a child herself she kind of like from her tone of voice I think she saying that、um, when she was growing up she wanted to go to tutoring because she was falling behind in math. Yeah. But her dad told her that, oh, I'm not gonna spend the money on tutoring、right. because it's not、yeah. important. And、right. at that moment, and also even now, years later, she felt like, oh, my dad was selfish.、Mm. He would rather spend on his cars or his food rather than on my education.、Mm. But I think there's a clash because when you become a parent, you, you do you put yourself first or do you put your child first? Because Sometimes some people say, "Yeah, of course, that your child always comes first. But、mm. what what happens when your you have a certain desire that you have been waiting for so long? You just have to make a choice." Yeah, I found another podcaster who is a、uh, Taiwanese immigrant to Korea. She also spoke about this topic, this issue. Yeah, yeah. I think her explanation was pretty well thought out. She said that when people, as、uh, she, so she's in a couple relationship.、Uh, her husband's Korean, but they don't have kids.、Mm. She's、mm. about my age, so you know, approaching forty. She said that rather than selfish, she feel like she's more self sustainable. Like she、yeah. can, she do what she wants to do because she、yeah. has. She's got too many things that she wants to do in her life. She's a、yeah. freelance、uh, writer and YouTuber. Yeah. So she feel like okay, I'm not. I don't need to please other people. Yeah, to have totally. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if I, 
um, I, I'm a bit like her actually. Like I mm-hmm. have so many yep, goals absolutely. in my life that are not don't even contain making a baby and being a mother that if I did if I accidentally got pregnant and I decided to have it I would be such a shitty mother because I would just like never be there for the kid I'd be like oh why do you exist like I would end up hating I would end up hating the kid I think because like I want to do so much in this world and none of Uh it involves taking care of a fucking human being Mm -hmm. yeah but you never know that's the thing I I think I'm not I'm Today, I'm not trying to promote to have kids or not to have yeah, kids. Yeah, of course. But I think we are having it like a discussion to see from the two sides. Mm. And I'm just going to continue and just share over the couple of the um, key points from yeah. Fionn. This is mm-hmm. the Chinese immigrant that's in Korea. So she said that having kids does definitely impact on women's career. Like the choices are limited. Mm. And you have to start dividing your resources. Mm. Not all, not just your time. It's the resources mm. that you have mm. for yourself and your kids. Mm. And there, there are things that you want to do when you don't have kids versus the things that you can do when you have kids. Yeah. As in, individuals have different choices and goals in life. Some people are just desperate to have kids. Some mm. are not. She also mentioned that Korea is one of the countries that has been listed with low fertility rates. Um, She said the reason is probably they still hold a very strong Confucius um, heretical influence and people don't want to do that anymore, the younger generation. Um, There's a a term that she used, uh, which means that you respect the elderly and the wise. So age is relatively important factor in uh, Korea compared to Taiwan, yeah. So that might be why that even so that Korea have a have low fertility rate, but they, like among her friends in Korea, they still have kids. Mm, mm. As in, they they still feel like they should have a younger generation to look after the older generation. Yeah, yeah. Within Asian culture, it's just so deeply entrenched in the belief that childbearing and rearing are women's responsibility. Yeah. Like I, I disagree I that so much. Yeah, and I know. I, I do too. Woman endure nine months of pregnancy already. Yeah, actually, well, this week when I've been nauseated for like the entire week, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like texting my family like saying, kill me if I ever get pregnant because I can't stand being <laughs> nauseous. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, um, dad, my dad was funny about it. He was like, are you pregnant? But that, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's what he said. That's yeah, the first text he said. My parents you. keep thinking I'm pregnant. I'm like, no, no, I'm not pregnant. But and then Dad's next text was, "If you are, I accept." Yeah. <laughs> What's with our parents? They just want to have grandkids. Well, they already like, have five. Want... Isn't that enough? Yeah. Like some people I don't, don't even have any. Yeah. Because they come from a different time. Their sense of self and happiness is different. Anyway, I I could go on forever about that. Coming back to the lady in Korea. She said that the it's very the disparity between men and women is very very big, like what we we've seen in the born in nineteen eighty two yeah, Kim yeah. Jong Yeon, yeah. The promotion for women's women's career has always been very very slow. She had argued that why in Korea men's compulsory military service, which is uh, similar to what happened in Taiwan, yeah, it's. I think it's a year and a half or two year. Mm. The conservative way of having those 
period of time counted as their work qualification. Yeah, yeah. If a per if a man who is twenty five, he's only、uh, finished uni but had two years compulsory of military service. That two year of、uh, military service is considered as his work experience. Whereas if a woman who is twenty five have uni degree but out of workforce for Child bearing or rearing, that two year is not considered as work experience, even though that is a contribution to the society as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we、It's、ask why、up. women are considered. Women's work has never really been valued in yeah. the society. Yeah. But the society still kept telling women that they need to have kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just a、yeah. fucked up contradiction. How do you feel about the overall social influence and? Currently in Australia, when you like you straddle between Taiwanese、um, social media kind of content and also Australian、yeah. content, how do you feel? Like, are there any changes that you feel have been recent in the ways in which mothers are judged? Personally, I do think there is like a divisiveness between women who have kids and women who doesn't. Well, that's、really、just going to be forever the case. I think I, that'll never、yeah. change, right? I just feel like women shouldn't have that kind of divisiveness because, as a feminist myself, I'm seeing like this. This is what I might be saying a couple of years ago, saying that okay, having child is such a it's such a conservative traditional pathway. But now I'm thinking, well, people have their own individual choices. Who am I to judge whether or not someone want to have kids or not to have kids? Because、mm. I'm I I've recently seen some kind of argument on forums saying that oh. Women who are not so who doesn't have a career, they end up they will jump into marriage and motherhood immediately.、Mm. But that's not the case. Look at Melinda Gates. You know、mm. she is brilliant. She had a career as well, but she still become a mother.、Mm. So it's、yeah. the matter of choices. You shouldn't just be labeled who. Marry young or have kids young, like myself. Yeah, saying that we are totally useless because、yeah. we still contribute to the society in either way. You know, yeah, because yeah. you never know the child that someone, a child on a bus who cries and you feel annoying, might one day become a doctor to save you. Yeah, you know, I mean,、yeah. I mean, I'm speaking from a from a very optimistic. Point of view, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really nice. Yeah, we need young people to work and pump into Texas to for our, you know, senior nursing、right. homes or something、yeah. like that. Yeah. So you, if you're looking at the bigger picture, children are still needed in the society, but maybe if we're We need to consider like a balance of overpopulation and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But that's another discussion. Yeah. My observation about. Decline rates on having kids is that lifestyle choices, like people, like preferences of self indulgence over caring for someone else.、Mm. But that's one of the aspects. But I wouldn't really say self indulgence now,、mm. um, because some people just they, they need to survive. Yeah, and a million dollar median price in Sydney is just so hard. Yeah, to even purchase a house in Sydney. Yeah, so. How are you going to have a family? Exactly.、Yeah. And also something that's interesting, I think you will be, agree with as well, is that the lack of confidence in heterosexual couples, male commitment into a family. That women are not longer going to put up sheds like a previous generation. Yeah. We have progressed so fast in 
having our own career yeah. and also at the same time raise a family. But men are still very slow in the progression in terms of family life, I feel like. Like chores, childcare, education, like the responsibility of looking after the family is still very focused on just bringing in the income. Yeah. I know it's slowly changing. Like on Monday, our brother Kevin came to visit me and we went to do bouldering. Oh my God, you haven't told me about this. (laughs) But I saw pictures. But yeah, tell me, what conversations did you guys have? So... Because we were kind of running late for Aya's swimming lesson and mm. then we just decided we'll grab a bummy on the way to the swimming nice. centre and nice. we'll sit in the car park to have the lunch. Oh, that's nice. Anyway, that car park yeah. adjacently to the swimming centre was the primary school. So by the time we got there and settled down and started eating, mm. it was the pick-up time for right. that school. It was yeah. in the afternoon. Uh, oh, by the way, because I pick up my child earlier, so I didn't have to go and pick up her up at three o'clock. So it was at pick up time, and Kevin made a um, comment from his observation. He goes, "Oh, there's more dads picking up kids here than where in, compared where compared to I don't know compared to in Sydney or where around yeah. his area, his right. neighborhood. Right. Yeah, and I say that. Oh yeah. Um, it is more because people living up on the rural regional area, they might have their own small business. Yeah. And they, the dads might be tradies, so yeah, they have yeah. more flexible, flexible working work hours. hours. Yeah. Perhaps they can commit more into family life. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. nice. Uh, on the other hand, the current society have too much demand and expectation of raising the child. Mm. Like apart academically, you want them to have good mannerism, good behavior, and also extracurricular. They yeah. need to know current affair. Yeah. The school system is just pumping too much into the yeah. kids. Yeah. Like the other day, my kid who is 15 going to 16 soon, he said that he needs to do an audio file, an audio recording about meditation mm. for PE. Mm-hmm. I say, what? Mm. And he was like, this is like almost 10 o'clock at night because mm. he had... There's so much schoolwork. Yeah. I'm like, why the fuck do you have to fuss yourself mm. to having this kind of homework yeah. assigned to a 15-year-old about meditation? Yeah. I thought meditation's purpose is to calm your mind, to relax your body and right. soul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas you're demanding a student at 15 years old to like fuss over at just before bedtime yeah. about meditation to record like, ah! an audio. That's so <laughs> ironic. Yeah, I know. That kid is overworked. So, Helen, you have told me that um, Mother's Day celebration, you think, is a form of gaslighting. What do you mean by that? Yes. Patriarchy and capitalism push this idea of that you need to give mum something on the day. Mm. And then she is expected to be... She she has been expected by the whole society that she needs to feel grateful. Mm. But I don't want this kind of thing. I'd rather have the rest of the year. I'd rather have equal so, pay. Um, I, I don't want to see um, women experiencing domestic violence anymore. Yeah, the, It's like something that is given to my mother's woman and we need to be grateful about it. Mm-hmm. It's very questionable. Yeah. Oh, did I tell you that I just went to <laughs> Freaking Mother's Day morning. Oh, not yes. morning tea. It's not morning tea anymore. It's Mother's Day breakfast, breakfast this year. Yeah, yeah. They must Remember last you. year, I 
<laughs> last year I complained. Don't they think that Mother's Day, Mother's work? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it has been like Mother's Day morning tea for a very long time. Uh-huh. And then uh, this year they changed to Mother's Day breakfast. They uh-huh. must have like PNC or the school. Must have heard um, our podcast. Must have heard. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's about me, you know. Yeah. And my rant about Mother's Day and being, you know, motherhood and very ironic how society treats mother and expect a woman to do everything and, and not giving us the credit. And you also think that there's an information overload with being a parent and mother, like yeah, they, like yeah. I definitely think that since Gwyneth Paltrow destroyed feminism. Um, with like you know self care and you know if you're like a fucking billionaire with like mm-hmm. eighty dollars to spend on soap yeah like um, there's just so many ways in which being a woman is its own form of hardness like there's new f- ways in which being a woman is hard in a way that it wasn't it, in a different way than the hard, the difficulties that our mother faced or our grandmother faced you know like yeah. it's it's I, I maybe it's not as like extringent I guess you know like literally my mother had no choice in a lot of things that I have choices in you know like my mother Mm -hmm. wouldn't have had a choice as to whether or not she can have a baby like she actually was forced to have a baby because of the society and time she was living in but like you know you and I we have to put up with people like friggin Gwyneth Paltrow and (laughs) shit I don't know people who women who like are so do not advance um, womanhood but um, take us back because it just gives us more, it just brings us more anxiety, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, like information overloaded telling you that, oh, how you're supposed to be as a mom or how you're supposed to be as a woman is really, really tiring. Yeah. It's, it's really tiring. It's like, oh, if you don't do this, you're going to destroy your kid's life. Or if you do that, you know, yeah. they're not going to grow up properly. And it's just very anxiety inducing. Yeah. Like, there has been period of time that I'm just reading something. I'm like, oh, am I doing the right? Am I doing the exactly. wrong? What am there's, I doing? Fucking yeah, hell. <laughs> there's like a constant. And this is what it's like to live in the Google world, right? And in the world mm-hmm. and, and in the digital age in the last 30 years or so, like we have been thrummled with information overload. And so like, con- so in ver- consequently, all of us doubt ourselves mm-hmm. and what we're yeah. doing um, because there's so much out there. Um, and I don't want to live a life of doubt. I mean, like, I think uh, uh, I, I'm always doubting myself, but I don't want to be left doubting because there are, like, 10,000 opinions online as to, like, how to best raise my autistic son, for instance. You know, like, <sighs> I guess, uh, yeah, there are different avenues I can seek for that kind of information. But, like, mm-hmm. when it comes to, I guess, like, opinions about how you should raise a kid or how to be the best mum... I think um, you, you should listen to yourself first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is outside of medical medical um, issues. Like, obviously, if your son is autistic, uh, sorry, has autism or, like, you know, has a condition, I think it's, mm-hmm. like, best to seek expert advice, obviously. Yes. But, mm-hmm. um, but I'm curious to know, Helen, before you had your kids, did you read a lot of parenting manuals? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would ever. The only parenting manual that I saw when I was growing up was this two massive even with our parents yeah. two massive encyclopedia book yeah that's in Chinese of yeah. how to raise your children right right yeah but they were in Chinese and they were not I think they're just very textbook based right yeah yeah 
like how you like they all care about their the kid. It all says about、uh, how to care your baby physically、mm. uh, at this age. What you should be doing, how you can talk to them, things like that. But it was very like nineteen eighties. Yeah right. Yeah. yeah, and actually, those encyclopedia is actually my first sexual education. Right? Yeah. No, no <laughs> kidding. No kidding.、It's、so funny. I know. I am not surprised at all. Probably a lot of kids learn the female anatomy through watching, through、yes. looking, scrolling through those pages of the、uh, Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah. Um. I I think that's really right. Books. People used to learn、mm. things from books. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so that's it from me. Yeah,、Anything、I think. Anything else that you want to add? No,、yeah. um, I think that's a wrap. But、uh, yeah, reach out, listeners, reach out to us and tell us what you think about parenthood.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, parenthood.、Uh, if I ever wanted to read a parent book, book, I a parenthood book, I would read anything like with a title like、uh, "How Not to Be an Asshole as a Parent," because <laughs> that would be the thing I'm most afraid of: being an asshole as a parent. The worst But、thing. your kids, your kids will eventually hate you in some stages. Yeah, it's unavoidable. I know. Yeah, you just have to face the truth. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's the end of our episode. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google, and Apple. If you have enjoyed our show, please give us a five star rating and share with your friends. Asian bitches down under, welcome. Listeners to support our show through a car support assistant. Your donation will help us to continue intersectionality in the podcast industry.、Woo! So we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. Have a good Mum's Day on Sunday. Happy Mother's Day to all mothers. Yeah. yeah even though I don't like the day. <laughs> yeah. Just buy her flowers. That's what I like. Flowers. flowers. Helen hates flowers though. <laughs> Weirdo. Okay. Bye. Bye. bye.